As I was prepping for this episode of Sunny Side Up, it took many twists and turns. And what I originally intended for this episode to be, it is completely different. And that's okay, because that's how we find the sunny side in the storm. So what I realized was that it is the six-month anniversary of the beginning of Sunny Side Up. I started this journey September 4th on my grandmother's birthday, and here we are six months later. So I decided it would be amazing to share little snippets of every episode with you, the past six months of guests, conversation, filling my heart and my bucket with so much joy and pride. It was really amazing re-listening to these conversations, and I hope you go back and listen to these snippets and enjoy them just as much as I did. Another funny little side note is that as I was going through the recordings, I realized my boys, my two sons, ages five and seven, hijacked my microphone and my phone and recorded some of the silliest things. And it was such a fun little gift to find. So you will definitely get some giggles out of these recordings. I am incorporating them into this episode for a little laughter along the way. Thank you for continuing to show up. Thank you for being here the last six months, you guys. I am overjoyed and grateful and filled to the brim. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Enjoy. I'm sorry, what did you ask me? No, you're not allowed to say that word. Um, I was born sunny side up 40 years ago, and that was my inspiration for naming this podcast sunny side up. And I feel like that's been one of my biggest purposes is seeing the sunny side of all the shit that happens in the world, um, A therapist once told me that I had rose-colored glasses on and it was time to take them off. And I needed to see things for what they really were. And I tried that route. I tried to see the realist version of things. And it helped. It helped for a while. But I also think there's something beautiful about seeing life through the lens of sunshine. Um, Kids take our lead. Mm -hmm. They absolutely take our lead. And, you know, I know to some people out there to say, well, let's find the bright side. Let's find the sunny side. I'm an eternal optimist because I am too, Carly. And I know to some people that's super annoying. Let's just call it what it is. Let's just call it what it is. But guess what? We're all messy. We're all flawed. We're all, um, we all make mistakes. We'll all, you know, make these decisions and these choices that will affect our families and our kids and ourselves. And really, when you circle back, it's getting back to that bright light. It's getting back to that optimism that's going to propel us forward. And so that's why it was so important to me. We have to talk about the mess. We have to talk about the chaos. We have to talk about how there's a message in our mess. And then by doing so, 
we can share tools on how we made it out. We can share tools on how we found that bright light. And we're setting those examples for our kids. Mm -hmm. Because I think it's so important to acknowledge, especially as ambitious moms, which you and I both are, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners are too. Um, So yeah, I mean, I I just, I think I was like going through the motions as a, a new mom and scrappy entrepreneur of like checking those boxes, like, yep, hitting my business numbers. Awesome. You know, like I said, I mean, I'm very open and honest, but like having sex three times a week. Awesome. Like taking care of my husband's needs, right? Like, um, exercising four times a week. Great box checked. Um, all these things that I would in breastfeeding around the clock. No, you know, just putting so much pressure on myself to do it all and be it all. And I remember like faking fine people, asking me, how are you? And just in passing saying, fine, great, good. Or I remember people would stop me and be like, you are doing awesome. And I'd be like, what do you mean? They're like, well, I see on social media, like you, you're posting and you're like running a business and you have a, a brand new baby, you're killing it. And I'm like, I don't feel like I'm killing it inside. So that actual like feedback from social media of people who I hadn't seen in a while or didn't know that didn't know me that well who were saying you look like you have it all and you're doing it all and you're doing awesome but inside feeling so much anxiety and overwhelm to the point of complete burnout um I realized there was this discrepancy about like okay here is what I'm projecting on the outside but it doesn't match how I feel on the inside. Mm-hmm. And so how do I align with that? Um, and it took me hitting a low point to reach my turning point. Um, this was like the all-time low. Uh, so I was driving home from the studio with both boys in the car. And I felt the sensation that I was just being pushed underwater. And I would barely come up for a breath. I would surface and barely take a little sip of air and get pushed back under. Um, So almost like a drowning sensation. And it became so overwhelming that I I realized later on with the help of a therapist that I was having a panic attack. Uh, But in that moment, all I could do was scream at the top of my lungs. And I wanted to ram my SUV. I had the urge to ram my SUV into the parked car in front of me. Meanwhile, I have a six-month-old in the car seat behind me, and a three-year-old who are now also screaming because mom's screaming. And we are there's so much chaos and so much panic. And luckily, you know, that little glimmer of hope inside me that I talk about that I've always had, I've always been a hopeful, optimistic person. Um, the little ray of sunshine spoke to me and said, don't do that. Call your husband. And tell him he needs to come home from work and take care of the kids. I didn't know what I needed in that moment, but I know I knew I needed help. And I remember feeling so alone and so isolated. And also this, again, this, this discrepancy between I feel this way and yet I have this incredible community of women that I've built, that have well, I've co-created with these other women. If I were to pick up the phone and call any one of them in this moment and say, I need your help. Can you take care of the kids while I take, you know, they would have said, absolutely. You know, whatever I need to do to to help, absolutely. But I 
my ego wouldn't allow me to do that because I had this pressure on myself that I needed to do it all. So this intense, like this intense sense of independence that I didn't need anybody's help, that I could do it all and be it all. Um, and so that, that low point at that moment, I realized, you know, first of all, I need therapy and, and then I need to start meditating. Um, and so that's when I started, it was four years ago. I started using the Headspace app and I didn't commit to any long-term practice because even that, even the thought of adding one more thing to my plate or to my day that I had to do felt overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And so I said, I'm just going to download the free trial and it's a 10 day trial. And if I miss a day, I'm not going to beat myself up. I'm just going to start back the next day. And then I'm going to evaluate. And if I feel even a little bit better, a little bit healthier mentally, then I will I will consider continuing. Um, and I'm still a baby meditator, but it's a regular practice. So I try most mornings um, to get my morning rituals in, which is meditation with the Headspace app, just 10 minutes, but it makes a huge difference. And then I also do a gratitude journal. I write down three things each day that I'm grateful for. Um and then, and then try to do some movement every day. And those are kind of my morning rituals. And I just notice such a difference in my mental state and my stability emotionally um, when I do start my day with that morning ritual. Mm-hmm. We can do hard things. And sometimes anything can be hard. Like, the, you know, coronavirus is hard. And being home too much is hard. Having to go somewhere is hard, <laughs> you know. Being safe is hard. Making decisions is hard. You know, I think in my last podcast, and I th- I've i read this over and over again, which is like, you need to choose your heart. You know, marriage is hard. Divorce is hard. Choose your heart. God, that's so true. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. Choose your heart. I think yeah. about all the time now. And I'm like, you know what? This is hard. The other part is hard too. So which one do I want? And I can get through it because I can do hard things. I love that. And it's so true. And I, God bless you, Glenn and Doyle. <laughs> I, say it, I say it to my kids all the time when they're like, I can't. I'm like, yes, we can. Yes, we, we can. can do hard things. We and can like, do if you hard say things. that to somebody enough, they believe it. And they well, don't. right. And again, what we say, they become what, yeah. you know, and teaching them to be resilient. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What was I going to say in that? I could live my life in quotes for sure. But, um, I'm really, I'm really proud of us. I have to say, and, and I want to say this publicly and on the air, because in the time that Leslie and I have been talking, you know, there's a little puppy underneath me chewing on everything possible. My other two dogs are downstairs barking. I have a sink full of dishes. My house is like a freaking tornado right now. And we decided today's the day we're going to do this. And I'm really proud of us because we have an important message to share. We have things to say, and it's important that we did this. So I think we're awesome. What do you think? I mean, I don't find joy in doing my dishes. I bitch at my dishes. (laughs) (laughs) I know, there's some days you gotta do that, but but no, I'm telling you that you want to change your life, find a way to enjoy your dishes. I'm telling you. I am going to take that one piece of <laughs> advice today. I'm going to take all your advice, but that one simple piece. I yes, that's the takeaway of our that. conversation. 
No, I so appreciate that. It's kind of like life altering. You're right. To find the joy in the mundane things that we really are lucky and grateful to do. Because really, truly perspective, how many people would kill to have dishes in a third world country? But not even that. Not even that. Real life for me, I go, the reason we did this now instead of later today, um, I can't control what is happening in our world or in government or even what my kids are going right. to do from day to day. I have right. no control over that, but I can, I feel empowered in taking care of the things I can take care of. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> no, absolutely. And letting go of that control, I, you know, I jotted that down too, because that's been a big issue in my life from a very early age that when I couldn't control something, I tried to control something else eating disorder, um, relationships, like when everything seems out of control, you go into what can I control? And even something as simple as doing the dishes is a reminder of maybe we don't have to be so control minded and just, I don't know what you said was so on point. And I appreciate that. I love it. It's true. Because it's not necessarily about control. It's about taking actions. And simple, simple actions that we we get to take for the rest of our lives. They're not going anywhere. Right. So may right. as well learn to smile through them. So. No, absolutely. I da be da 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 do da di da di da do da do da di da di da do da di da di da di da di da do da di da di da da di da So I'm just working on trying to accept things. Mm-hmm. and um, not dwell on the things that have happened and just try to make changes in the future because I can't change what I've gone through. No. But at the same time, I'm not, I wouldn't be who I am if I hadn't gone through all of this. Absolutely. And Sam, there is, I feel like the word vulnerability has been very prevalent and out there Brene Brown in particular has really made the word vulnerability such an important word in our world and in our vocabulary. And I truly believe that when you own your truth, when you own your story, when you do the work and then you're vulnerable enough to share it, there is a freedom. You shed a layer. If you are like an onion or you are like a a snake shedding its skin or a butterfly coming out of its cocoon. It's something happens. And I'm telling you, even now, you sharing your truth and your story and helping others that have gone through trauma, maybe it didn't look as bad as yours, or maybe it looked completely different than yours, but it's still trauma. And you are setting yourself free by sharing this truth and you're helping others. And I mean that wholeheartedly that I have really awakened this year to the importance of sharing your truth Mm -hmm. because it doesn't define you. It doesn't, everything that you're saying, it doesn't mean you're broken. It doesn't define who you are. It's just a piece of your story to share and we all have to heal from something, right? We all have to heal from something, but it's, it's just pretty heavy. The stuff that you've been through is hard as shit. There's no sugarcoating it, Sam. Hard. And 
the way that you are coming out of this is really brave and beautiful. It's just so overwhelming to make changes in your life and try to better yourself. Yeah. And it's also very hard for me that I am doing this and to watch all of the people around me still act the same. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think that's been um, the biggest challenge for me, honestly, Mm -hmm. is I feel like I'm growing and I've made so much effort and so much change and I'm sitting back and everyone else is still the same. Still the same meaning what? It's very frustrating for me because it's like, especially like with work stuff or um, just personal life, I try to be as positive as possible. I've never been an optimist. I was always a pessimist for basically my entire life. And now I, I do consider myself more of a realist, but I have a hard time with when people are in a bad mood or when people are cranky, I always feel like it has something to do with me. So it's really hard for me to sit back and go, okay, well, this so-and-so is not acting this way because of me. They're acting this way because this is how they are, or Mm -hmm. maybe they're unhappy, but that has nothing to do with me. So I have to always tell myself to take a step back that the way that they're acting towards me isn't necessarily because of me or how they feel about me. 100%. And, And that's been, I think the hardest part for me amongst people is trying to like disassociate myself from their feelings. Yeah. I feel like that's a really hard lesson for most people that we take things so personally and this person doesn't like me and it must be something that I've done. Mm -hmm. But in reality, like you said, it has nothing to do with you. It's on them. It's their own baggage, their own experiences, right? Right. So you're not alone by any means in that. Um, I wrote down too when you were talking, and I'm sorry if you hear my dogs in the background. <laughs> you considered yourself a pe- a pessimist, a pessimist. Yes, I know you're so like sunny, and you don't even understand that word or how to say I it. I can't even say the word pessimist. Oh my god, that's funny. Um, that is really funny. I um, but I wrote down that pessimism is a protection mechanism. Yeah. So which happens to rhyme, but I, I've, I've seen this a lot where pessimism is a protection mechanism because you had to protect yourself, Sam, from so much in life that why would you be an optimist? And mm-hmm. it's okay just so you know to change that at any point. I mean, you're freaking on a podcast called Sunny Side Up Girl. <laughs> <laughs> And it doesn't mean we have to have sunshine flying out of our asses. It doesn't mean we have that life is rainbows and unicorns because it is not this. The purpose of this podcast is not even to say that it is. It's how we own our truths and show up for ourselves and find the sunshine in the shit storm. Right. I think that we can take those experiences and and try to better ourselves from some of the pain and help to teach others to not make those same mistakes. You know, people have to learn um, things their own way. You know, you can tell, and I grew up that way. I grew up in the sense that I had to learn everything the hard way. Um, And I, I don't want my kids to be that way, but I can't help if they are. 
And if they are, I'm not going to condemn them for it. I'm not going to say, I told you so. You shouldn't do that. I'm going to say, okay, this is what happened. I'm going to be here for you and we're going to pick up the pieces and you're going to learn. You know, I don't think that it always has to be how our parents parented us or, you know, we can make those changes with our children. Um, I, and I think that's why I've always tried to be such a good friend to people and tried to be that person that can be there for others. I think probably because I didn't have that. Right. And so sometimes I think we overcompensate in that sense, you know, and, and I have found that I do end up getting hurt a lot because I, and you can probably attest to this as an empath, we take on so much and we love so much and we care about people so much and we know what we would do for others. And they don't always do that in return. And we don't always do it looking for something in return, but at the same time, you, you hope that someone would. And and we get hurt by that disappointment, right? By that disappointment when they don't, um, when they aren't there for you, right? I mean, I've had that happen in many different relationships, and and I I try not to be bitter about it anymore because I realize that you know every relationship and every friendship and in they're not always meant for a full season. We're all meant to come into each other's lives for different amounts of time. And that's okay. doesn't mean it doesn't hurt any less, but Mm -hmm. that's just part of life, you know? And I think the more that we can realize it, that the only thing in life that stays the same is that everything changes and you kind of go with that, um, the, the, the easier you're going to kind of go through it, right? You're not going to take as much personal and, and it's not always easy to do, you know, it's hard because our hearts are just so, we're just such caring people. And I have become kind of obsessed with that, with just learning more about how much your breath can transform your body and just your spirit and your emotional and mental state, really your physical state too. And so um, I've been doing some custom guided meditations with her. And that has been something that I never really saw myself getting into, but it last year just seemed like the year, like that was something that I needed and didn't even know that I needed. And now I incorporate that into pretty much my everyday, which has been really cool. I am so glad you brought that up because another thing about the purpose of this podcast is to talk about tools to get us through right? The shit storm or life or just things we need in our toolbox. And breath work and meditation is the very top of my list. Um, and something that I didn't find until later in life. Mm-hmm. Um, I use insight timer because I am at the part of my meditation journey where guided meditation is what works for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love learning about different people's modalities of meditation. I just talked to a friend of mine, I didn't even know this about her, um, and she had such severe panic attacks, she had to be hospitalized. I mean, she, it was that bad. And she found something called um, heart math. Have you heard of this? No. It's called heart math. And you plug it into your phone and you put it on your finger and it literally connects your heartbeat with your breath. And you become eventually you train your body to become in sync with your heartbeat so you can naturally calm yourself down. That is very cool. So fascinating. You have to look it up. Heart math. 
So do you do guided meditation or are you at the point where it's silence? No, I wish I could. My brain goes way too crazy when I just sit. Um, It's interesting that you brought that up. So I just got done. I, I, I say reading, but I listened to the audiobook in my car of Glennon Doyle's Untamed. Have you read that yet or listened to it? It's pretty good. There are parts of it that are better than others, in my opinion. But um, she talks about how she needed so badly to just kind of sit and sink into her body and her thoughts and her life. And there were always so many distractions. So she found this closet in her house that she would just make dark and let herself sit in there. And she called it sinking, like literally sinking into her thoughts and her body. And after I was done listening to that chapter, I thought, oh, I kind of want to do that. I haven't done it because it terrifies me to be alone with my crazy brain that runs 250 miles per hour. And so that's why guided meditation works so well for me right now, because I, I always get that reminder every couple of minutes of if another thought is intrusive, just let it pass. Just let's keep going. You know, this is your focus right now. Um, and that is so tough for me. So untamed hands down. One of my most favorite books of all time. Mm -hmm. I've read it cover to cover twice. Mm -hmm. I'm right there with you. I feel like it is a must read for all women. I agree. A hundred percent. Basically I architect a retreat for you based on your needs and interests. Cool. uh, Basically create that together on a consultation session where things a la carte like hey i'd like to do this at the grand canyon and i want to focus on you know uh my spiritual vision or uh, there's something i'm trying to heal in my family or career so we take those primary concerns and build a retreat around that like body work and and there's qigong instruction and so i have this kind of crew of like really talented folks that if they're appropriate, we bring in some other practitioners. So it's not just me every day. Um, I'm kind of a center point that's kind of guiding and observing everything. But there's other talents here. I have like a whole ensemble of uh, really talented like healers and specialists. Um, so it's good to get body work here, uh, different types of, uh, you know, uh, equine, equine related therapy. Um, and then being out on the land. Um, direct, unmediated uh, consultation with the power of this earth so that you have something to take back home with you that's not, you're not dependent on me, you know, to, to, to the door opens here and then these things, they travel with you wherever you go. You can integrate this back, bring it back to your family, bring it back to your, your home too. And so we're all sitting in this circle, you know, and they're talking about the plant teachers and the spirit of cacao and all of this beauty. And my mom's like, what's happening? Is this a cold? Am I going to die? What am I drinking? And I'm like, mom, just relax. We're at this like beautiful gathering. I trust everybody here. You know, it's heart medicine. And, you know, the experience happened and it was incredible. And my mom was like, oh, God, can I have more? You know, <laughs> And we just kind of like did a meditation and opened our hearts and began doing this dance and movement practice. Well, at the time, I didn't realize how much it had affected me. Like I felt super connected to my heart and open and an inward journey where when we began the movement practice, I was like feeling into my body, connected more to my spirit and my heart. 
And I felt more free, more in tune with myself and less in tune to what was going on around me because I was able to focus inward instead of worrying what people were watching me. So a few weeks after that, I was in California for work. Um, I went there for four weeks and I just noticed that I was perceiving things going on around me different. You know, I noticed that um, the conversations that normally would have been fulfilling before didn't feel the same. I was looking for like a deeper connection to people and I was looking for a deeper connection to myself. And then I started doing all this healing work. So it was really interesting. Um, but for me, things just kind of blew up right in the middle of COVID, right mm -hmm. as I'm homeschooling my kids. Honestly, I stayed up till two, three in the morning because that's how badly I wanted it. I'd get up right. at 6 a.m. every day and I was like, this is what I want. Now, that's not sustainable for me personally. Mm -hmm. um, but I have done so much research on any successful entrepreneur and they all have one thing in common. And the one thing in common they have is they all get up around 5 a.m. every day and that's how they start their day. And they either morning pages or they meditate, whatever. So do I do that every day? No, but, I, <laughs> but I'm doing it more. I'm doing it more than I ever have in my life. Right. Um, so it's like those little things I'm trying to figure out. Um, and I there are some days where I'm so burnt out where I kind of shut everything down. And at first I was really upset and angry at myself for that. But what I've discovered through, again, listening to all these podcasts about business, you know, successful business people is you need those days because mm -hmm. those days will actually refresh your whole being. And it's true because then, you know, the next day you're like, all right, I'm ready to go. Um, mm -hmm. and then when I'm feeling super overwhelmed, which happens often, I ask myself, okay, Katie, what are the top three things that I have to get done today? Mm -hmm. If I get anything else done after great, but like top three things. So yeah. So I would say my planner, you know, taking that hour to plan once a week for the whole week and, um, not waiting last minute, getting up earlier when I can staying up later when I can. I'll be honest though, I'm pretty much toast. Like my brain, my body is done at like 9 p.m. Mm -hmm. So I know for me, I'm a morning person, like get my coffee, I'm good. So I think it's just like knowing your body and knowing when you have the most energy and when you can use that energy for anyone that's listening. I think that can be helpful. And again, giving yourself grace. There are going to be days where you're just like, Staring, you know, maybe you're staring at the computer and nothing's coming out. It's like, okay, you know what? Walk away. Again, you have to enjoy getting up in the morning and having a, a passion to do what you want to do. Right. You know. So true. And it's been said so many times in so many different ways that if you pursue what you love, if you pursue your passions, that the money will follow. And of course, that's scary and it comes with a million different challenges, but you're the perfect example of, I feel like you didn't just do it overnight. You put in the blood, sweat, and tears, and you kind of created this path for yourself of you're still teaching. You're a coach, you're a fitness coach, you're a wellness motivator, but you are still teaching. And that impact that you had on those kids and their families and now the people that you train, it's kind of all the same thing, right? It is all the same thing. And it's, I guess it's perspective and how you look at it. You know, um, the kids that I taught or the, the athletes that I coached, 
I, I filled a void for them. Like they needed a mentor. They needed somebody to teach them how to be physically active or how to do things or, or how to compete or whatever it was. And, and now I'm, I'm doing that same thing in a different arena. Mm-hmm. Um, people who are in my group uh, online or they come to my group classes, they're, they're there to fill a void. You know, they, they, um, they maybe could do it on their own, but they appreciate somebody else to push them mm-hmm. in the community atmosphere that we create, either virtually or, or in person. Oh, what's up, YouTube fans? Oh. Want to listen to um, some YouTube? Because oh. I love this music. Stay right there, and I'll be right back. And I'm going to get out there. Okay, so let's listen to some music. <laughs> let's do... Um, yeah, it's a funny music. I'm going to take my horse to the old town road. I'm going to ride till I can't no more. I got the horses in the back. Horses in the chat. Maddie's in the black. Got the horses in the mare. Riding on a horse. Who could do the horse? I've been in a valley and you've been in a tourist car. Can't nobody tell me nothing. You can't tell me nothing. Can't nobody tell me nothing. You can't tell me nothing. I think that we have many people that we can work on things with. And I, I see life that our lives is like a schoolroom and that we're here to learn things and we're here to work through things and that certain people are put in our lives, whether it's been decided beforehand or not. But I think a lot of times it has, like we're here to learn the lessons that we have with, with certain people. And so, um, yeah, it might be a soulmate, but maybe it's a soulmate for a certain period of time. Once the lesson is learned, then it might be time to, move on. Mm-hmm. So I think there's all different degrees of that. You know, the whole twin flame thing, my understanding, and I am not, again, like I am not an expert on this at all, is that it could be a part of our soul, like another part of our soul, you know, that is, and and that I think it is possible that we could have more than one incarnation happening at once. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I've been told before that I have like a twin flame. That's one of my guides. That's also like my, a, a, a masculine part of me. So, but you know, so I don't know if I'm like the best person to answer those questions. You know, I guess that's just my perception of it that, yeah. yeah the And, but I do think that we decide before we come in certain people, like I said, there's those 50 people on the left there. I think those are like the main 50 people you know, that I'm going to have different interactions with in this life, whether they be good, bad, you know, positive or whatever it is. And I think we all have that, you know, like we all have smaller soul groups and then bigger soul groups. Um, And Edgar Cayce talked about that a lot too, the different soul groups and that this was a time on earth where we are coming together with our soul groups and how important it is for us that when we feel that connection, that we should acknowledge it and, and like talk to somebody even, you know, cause sometimes you might meet someone and you just feel like a connection with them. So it's like, let's, what's going on here? Like, you know, right. let's play with that. Maybe there's something more there. Well, I truly believe that everything is energy. 
everything is an exchange of energy. The earth is a turning ball of energy. And the energy we give, the energy we receive, the energy we are open to, um, the energy we feel, I would say that in this lifetime, for me, some of my greatest soul connections are with women. Mm-hmm. And one of my best friends and I joke about being wives and sister wives, but it's that feeling you feel, that energy of knowing somebody on such a deeper level. And I think it's kind of scary sometimes to people when they don't know what to do with that information. Like, why am I feeling so electric around you? Mm-hmm. You know, uh-huh. is it sexual? Or is it just a soul connection? And how have I known you before? Again, if you're open to that, or maybe you're just, if you're new to that whole idea, you just know it feels like electricity. Mm-hmm. And then you know those people that you could sit and talk to forever. Like you just are vibing in that conversation and there's nothing surface about it, which are like my absolute favorite kinds of conversations. Me too. <laughs> The best. How do you fall in love over and over again with somebody that is that sick and that you're caring for that deeply? What does that love look like? Really deep. Uh, Tremendous empathy for what she was going through uh, and, and knowing that if the situation was reversed, she would be there for me on the same level. Uh. I, I never, I never during the 21 years that I took care of her felt denied. I mean, I, I because I loved her so much. And I had such great respect for her, for her intellect, for her. I mean, she was an amazingly talented, uh, uh, giving person. Uh, she was ultimately on, the, on a heart transplant list at University of Michigan, which never happened. She never got the heart. But she actually told her cardiologist that if someone much younger than me qualifies for that heart, I want you to give it to them. And the cardiologist said, never heard anybody make that request before who's on a heart transplant list. They want that. They want the heart. Well, she wanted a heart, but that was the kind of person she was. She, she was very caring for other people and driven to take care of, to uh, champion for other people. So the irony of her heart is that she was on the waiting list to get a new heart. And she was so giving and selfless that she would have given up that heart if it was presented to her. So the irony is that this woman had a heart so big, even though her heart wasn't fully functioning, it's almost like I can say from experience and knowing her and loving her that when she walked into a room, the room lit up. She was larger than life. And her humor, you'll never forget her humor. She made the worst situations in life 
with laughter. She filled them with laughter. And sometimes she pushed you a little bit out of your comfort zone. And I loved that about her. Tell us what is a Yoni? (laughs) I love this podcast because you could tune in at any, like you could fast forward to any part and it's like, what are they talking? I love that. Um, I'm, I might need I, a little, I might need a little ADD medicine. We'll have I, to. <laughs> I love it. Um, a yoni egg would be perfect for your, for that. So, Ooh, okay. Sign um, me up. I wanted to comment and I will share all about yoni eggs. When you said, um, I wanted to thank you for honoring me showing up and kind of sharing it. Um, what I honor most and what I have found to be true for me is that a good teacher, guide, or mentor has gone through the shit storm. Never fully. I mean, we're exponentially evolving, but it's integrated. It's transformed. And now I feel I'm in a place to share it because I have gone through it. I have the information, but I've also had the integration and transformation. And that's what I feel like makes a good coach, teacher, or mentor. And, and really what I feel that does is just help somebody turn their own lighthouse on in the case it's been shut off. So I, I like to say that, you know, I'm nobody's guru. I'm nobody, I, I'm just gonna share about these yoni eggs, about pleasure, about the earth, from my experiences, from how I've maybe had teachers or mentors or guides and the integrations and transformations I had, and then wish them out to anyone who chooses to catch the, the hug. <laughs> I would say, because I have quote unquote offerings and mentorships and um, I do healing sessions and life coaching and, and, and support others to finding their light. I think that the light is within and we can always seek guidance. We can seek support. We can look outside for celebrations. We can look outside for tools, for modalities, for kinship. And I'm not discounting finding teachers and mentors and guides, but what I really, after everything I've experienced is demystifying the guru, the guide, the mentor, because actually the ancient wisdom is inside. Somebody else can show us some tools to unlock them, but ultimately we carry our own ancient innate wisdom. We are of the divine we can do it, we can access it. And yes, seek help and guidance, but don't ever give your power away to anyone else. A freaking men, girl. That's (laughs) That's, the whole mood right there. That's the whole religion and the whole mood. (laughs) If you are interested in being a guest on Sunny Side Up, please email me at bornsunnysideup at gmail.com and I will send you the Google form to get started. Really excited about where this is all going. Thanks for continuing to tune in and I hope to hear from you and continue this dialogue of interesting, fascinating conversations that connect us, bring us purpose, and just really help us find the bright side of everything in life.